grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is a gospel lesson from Mark chapter 10. Atheists, evolutionists, and Christians should not appear together in the same sentence. They just don't fit together naturally. And yet, these three groups have something in common. That common thing is life. The Christian doesn't hide the fact that he or she would like to live forever. The evolutionists, even if they evolve into something higher, they see life as going on forever. If the atheists could live in robust health forever, they would gladly take it. The atheists and the evolutionists would not like to depend on a God to have this everlasting life. But if they can't find a way to do it, they will. So the atheists and the evolutionists do not have any problems at all when embryos are being experimented upon to find cures for incurable diseases. If through that process they can discover the fountain of youth, that's even better. They want to live forever if they can. Christians, on the other hand, also want to live forever, and they are not shy to say that they will do so because they have God in the picture. We hate the pain of illnesses. We hate the pain that comes with age, the creaking in our bones, and the total dependence on others to do for us things we used to do for ourselves without much effort. This man in our text obviously loves life too, and he would do whatever it took to keep it. He went to Jesus. No, he ran to Jesus with his question, and he knelt before him and asked his question straight up. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit in eternal life? And he waited in great expectation for the necessary compliment. And the good teacher did not disappoint. He provided a good human answer. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Now I was going to say that a good teacher told the man to keep the commandments. But I did not see that in our text. Jesus did not say, keep the commandments and you will inherit eternal life. That really surprised me. I had never noticed that before. But this man behaved like a mind reader. He was certain that Jesus had said, keep the commandments to inherit eternal life. And that was his cue. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept from my youth. This man had come to Jesus, calling him good teacher. And Jesus had told him in a subtle way that he was standing in the presence of God. Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. But the man did not catch the hint, or he ignored it because he was so wrapped up in himself. He did not beat about the bush and say he tried to keep the commandments and maybe fell short here and a little short there. No, there was nothing fuzzy about this man's thinking. 
either you've kept the law or you've not kept it. And you know where he placed himself. Something was still bugging him, though. He did not know what it was, but Jesus knew. Jesus knew that what this man needed in the first place was the love of God. So he looked at him and he loved him. But Jesus also knew that the man lacked the one thing needful for eternal life. He lacked faith in God, the God standing right there in front of him. One thing you lack, Jesus said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Do you think perhaps that Jesus was too hard on this man even though he loved him? It seems to me that this man may have been amenable to some gentle persuasion. Jesus had a few well-healed people among his followers. I can think of Joseph of Arimathea and perhaps Nicodemus and Mary, the sister of Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. Then along comes this man of great wealth, and Jesus let him go. He could have told him to keep most of his wealth and give just a small portion to the church. That will certainly help the missionary efforts by providing better food and lodging for their numerous trips. It is obvious that Jesus had not heard about the term spin doctor. He did not need to. Faith in him is too important to be toyed around with. Without faith in God, all that his money will do will amount to nothing. His good efforts will not give him the joy of eternal life. Indeed, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now I thought of something else other than atheists and evolutionists and Christians not going together, but which we see going together in our text. Inherit is one, and do is the other. The rich man asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Inherent in inherit is the idea of a gift, something to be received with thanksgiving. So why people must do to inherit, that beats me. I suppose it is a natural inclination of humans. But that is no excuse, because we know that our natural inclination is always sinful. It is the most appropriate thing for a Christian to desire eternal life. But that eternal life is a gift, and we don't need to do to inherit. Eternal life is a gift to be received. We receive it by faith, which itself is a gift from God. Somebody has already worked for eternal life on our behalf, and his work was complete. He doesn't need our help to move it along, so to speak. It is not progressive. He did not start something and wait for us to finish it. He started it, and he finished it. Jesus agreed to be born as a baby who had to learn how to crawl and how to walk and how to talk. And although he is God, he allowed himself to be captured and mocked and, and flogged and killed and buried. He paid for the sins of the whole world with his holy, precious blood. Who else has holy, precious blood except Jesus Christ, the Son of God? 
and his gift of eternal life is a certainty because he rose again from the dead. In our text, the man who claimed to have kept the commandments happened to be a rich man. So it is easy for us, if we are not rich, to conclude that we will inherit eternal life and the rich will not. But people may miss out on eternal life not simply because they are rich, they will miss out only because they have no faith in Jesus' work. Jesus has given himself as a gift to you to get to heaven, to inherit eternal life. If you ever think you need a pass to get to heaven, look to Jesus. He is the beginning and the end of your journey there. What are some things we may need to sell as we continue our journey with Jesus? For some of us, it may be confidence in the vast amounts of knowledge we've acquired in this world. People respect knowledgeable people, and sometimes such knowledge leads us to question some of the very things God has revealed to us in his holy scriptures. In other words, we may use our knowledge to act as magistrates over God's word instead of as ministers under God's word. For some of us, it is our many sacrificial services for the church in the name of Jesus. No doubt, many people benefit from that help. But that service is often what you, we look at to say how well we are doing in the sight of God. It is as if those services will make our salvation complete and assure eternal life. The words of Jesus to that rich man he loved still echoes then for us. Whatever it is that comes between me and you, sell it and come follow me. Today, as you have done many times before, you will come to the Lord's table to receive the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is his gift to you as he himself prepares you to meet him face to face when he comes again. For all those times you've thought that you needed to do something special in order to get right with him, he gives you this gift to forgive you and to help you rely on him alone. Receive him in faith because he alone gives you the eternal life you desire. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.